In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us bow down in humility at the power and grandeur of the Holy Spirit. Let us worship the Holy Trinity and give glory today to the Paraclete, our Advocate. O Holy Spirit, by your power, Christ was raised from the dead to save us all. By your grace, miracles are performed in Jesus' name. By your love, we are protected from evil. And so we ask with humility and a beggar's heart for your gift of self-control within us. Your martyrs had the overwhelming self-control to go joyfully to a painful death without shrinking from the opportunity to join you in heaven. Give us this self-control to have command over our emotions and desires that we may serve you more fully. Holy Spirit, we ask for the grace of... Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, who, by the light of the Holy Spirit, did instruct the hearts of the faithful, grant that, by the same Holy Spirit, we may be truly wise and ever enjoy his consolations. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, and welcome to the Heal, Equip, and Release podcast. I'm your host, Karen Cruz. Through my work as a licensed counselor, I have developed a passion and hunger to see more women set free as they are healed, equipped, and released into their God-given identity and purpose. Scripture tells us that God has made each one of us with a specific plan and purpose in mind, and His plan for our lives is meant to lead us to a future of hope, blessing, and unshakable peace. However, today many of us find that we are far from experiencing this promise in our daily lives. The truth is that we are in a war, and the battle plan of our enemy is to wound us in such a way that we miss out on the fullness of God's vision for our lives. In this podcast, I will help you explore and experience the love, truth, beauty, and goodness of God that has the power to heal your heart, renew your mind, reignite your spirit, and set you free to joyfully fulfill the unique mission God has placed on your life. Hello, friends, and welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to be with you as we are continuing in this Holy Spirit novena. And honestly, this is a bit of a change of plans. I had intended to interview my friend and partner and associate therapist, Natalia Becker, today, and I will. We did attempt to do this, and um, technology just did not cooperate. And I just sense the Holy Spirit and kind of maybe allowing the uh, technology to not go the way I had planned in order to encourage me to share with you guys a bit of my story. Because, you know, this whole idea for a Holy Spirit novena came from just, just prayer where I just, I was looking at, at my story. I was looking at how I got to where I am today with, you know, in my life. I mean, six kids, happily married, but just this deep hunger I have to help other women know the love of God, to be healed, to be transformed, to experience that the gospel is good news. It's good news practically in your life that it's it's transformative to know Jesus, that it makes life better um, now, not just when you die. It's obviously very good to go to heaven. We want to do that, but that it makes a difference now. And, and just from my own journey, seeing 
you know, just a transformation that, that God has done and so many levels. And I just spent some time really thinking about where thing, where and when things really started to change for me. And it just hit me really, really strongly that it all began in a very real way with the Holy Spirit. And that the the transformation and, and the change in the trajectory of my life really began as I developed a deep relationship and hunger for the Holy Spirit. And obviously, I know, like we've I've talked about in previous episodes that, you know, we've we've received the Holy Spirit through the sacraments. I, I had received all the sacraments, um, except I hadn't been married at that point. Um I was I and I basically I had gone to college, um, to undergrad at a I'm just not going to name the school, but we're just going to call it a quote unquote air quotes Catholic school. Um, and basically almost lost my soul there. <laughs> as I want to say, it was just as that expression goes, like it just was not a good place for my soul. It was not a place that was cultivating, um, the gospel, spreading the gospel. It was like any other school except potentially worse. And, um, you know, I, I ended up by the grace of God being being led to apply to Franciscan University of Steubenville for my master's degree in counseling. And when I look at my life and how it changed, really, even in a matter of just like a couple months at Franciscan, where, you know, I would say September, October, November, I think just going home for um, Thanksgiving. And just remembering even my parents and my dad making comments of just like, you're different. <laughs> you know, and I, I don't know. It wasn't a negative thing. I just think it was like, who, kind of like, who are you? Like, you're different. You're not flap as flappable. You're not as defensive. Just, you know, just a change in me. And, you know, I look at how during that time, I mean, those who know what Franciscan University is know that it's a place that very much encourages people to seek the Holy Spirit, to ask for the Holy Spirit. It's referred to often as a very charismatic school. Um, I, I That word I find is very divisive, and actually in tomorrow's episode, I'm going to be able to talk a little bit more about that. But um, it, it was so life-changing to be there. And when I went to the Life in the Spirit seminar that Franciscan puts on during the fall, it was truly life-changing. It really was very, I mean, it was a simple weekend where we just basically went and learned about the Holy Spirit, but also most importantly, really formally asked for, intentionally asked for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And and I just had this hunger and wanted more. And and it just really changed everything. I mean, in as simple as it can be said that I I asked for the Holy Spirit. I opened my heart and, you know, what what came from that was just this, at the most basic level, just a hunger for God, a hunger for scripture that I'd never had, um, a, a growing desire for intimacy, for prayer, to really know the Lord deeply and that it wouldn't just be this, this thing that I did. And as I reflected on, you know, my, my life and, and before, before Franciscan, where I was just that typical college student who, was just hungering and thirsting for something, but I didn't know what. And I recall there being just this emptiness in my heart. I remember um, just living for the next party, for the next fun night, um, just really struggling with that emptiness. And it hit me the other day as we were talking about one of my interviews, the book by Father Canta La Mesa, the papal preacher, his book called Sober Intoxication, where he really 
writes about the Holy Spirit and, and this way that the Spirit fills us. And it really is this experience of sober intoxication sometimes, literally, like we read about in Acts of the Apostles where, you know, the people thought that, that Peter and the apostles were drunk, you know, because of just the way that they were acting. There was something about them and the way they were acting. And the joy is what I would probably name it for even from experience of, of having actually experienced that sort of sober intoxication one time in my life um, where I was just aware that I'm acting and feeling drunk, but I haven't been drinking. And it was a, but it was a, it was a good feeling. It was a happy feeling, but it was just this awareness of, oh my gosh, that's real. That's that thing I read about in Acts of the Apostles. That's, that's the thing. Um, this, this intense joy, um, that, that God can bring, but that it didn't stop there. There just be, began to grow this deep hunger and this desire for more that only God can satisfy and God can fill that desire. And, and in our world today, and even within the church, you know, we're, we're looking, we're seeking, we're searching, and we can find ourselves, um, even with the best intentions, being caught caught up in, in other gods, right? In other things that satisfy, other things that fill us. And, and while I think that's, you know, that's lifelong, it isn't like since receiving the Holy Spirit, I never struggle with, you know, being sad, seeking satisfaction from things of the world. It continues to be a struggle, but there's, there's just this, this deep knowledge of the, of how God alone is able to fill the deep longings of my heart that I just, I just feel like I could never, forget because of how how deeply I've encountered his love and I and I feel like specifically through the Holy Spirit and one of the reasons I decided to do this podcast series is that so many dear friends and family members of mine that are very faithful Catholics um, don't seem to at least um, have had this experience or don't seem to know and and I just feel like so much of it comes from uh, uh, it's just not something we talk about, you know, not something we really spend a lot of time looking at um, what what life was like for for the early church with right after the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, what it looked like back then and questioning whether, you know, it quote unquote, should look differently now. What does, what is life supposed to look like with an outpouring of the Holy Spirit after that? You know, even we look at the, the lives of the apostles and Peter and the apostles hiding in the upper room before Pentecost and then coming out and, and baptizing over 3000 people after Pentecost. I mean, that is not explainable by human reason. And I think that was kind of my life. I just remember one night driving to adoration. I'd signed up for like a 2 a.m. adoration hour with a friend of mine. And it was something I wanted to do. It wasn't like, a oh, a good, if I'm really holy, I'm, I'm going to go to this holy hour in the middle of the night. You know, it was just, it was a very grace-filled time. Um, and, and I just remember driving there and just being keenly aware that this doesn't make sense because six months ago, this, you wouldn't have even been able to it just it would never have been conceivable that this was something I would do, you know, and that there is this transformation that can only be explainable by God's grace and by his supernatural power at work within our hearts. And I just think that we're all meant to experience that on some level. It's not just for the people who who are like that, oh, the charismatic people, you know, and I think people can get a little... um you know, afraid of thinking that it's just this emotional experience that people are talking about. And I don't, I don't want to have a shallow faith that's based on emotions. And I totally get that. But I also think that 
um, emotions and having an emotional experience of God is is good. Um, it can't be the only thing, but in the same way, it'd kind of be a sad, I think about my marriage, it would be a sad marriage if I was like, yeah, I've never really felt strong emotions for my, towards my husband, but you know, I know he's good and, and I trust him and I love him, but I've not really ever felt anything. Um, but that's okay. You know, I feel like that we would see that as sort of strange and sad. And I think it's one of those things that also, um, is true of our relationship with God, that joy of the Holy Spirit, that deep peace, that that deep, deep relationship that I believe is the fruit of intimacy with God that comes through the power of the Holy Spirit is our inheritance and meant to be ours. And so in this in this day and age where there's there's just such a you know a, a deep epidemic of of fear, you know, of sadness and emptiness and loneliness. Um, that we need God and we need each other more than ever before. And that that unity and uh, family atmosphere that the church is meant to provide through the power of the Holy Spirit is something we uh, need to pursue and that we don't pursue it on our own strength primarily with our own good ideas. And I think that was sort of where, again, this came from is I had this awareness of of what I sensed the Lord um, calling me to begin to create through Two Hearts for Her and the online community and groups that we're doing and just seeing the beauty um, of people coming together, seeking God's seeking to know God through prayer, through intimacy, through relationship with other people, that the foundation of all of this isn't, you know, good my good ideas or or just, I know, an inspirational book I read or, or whatever good information that I might have learned from church teaching, but the foundation is and needs to be the power of the Holy Spirit at work. It's it's a it's a story that I pray um, will be one where people look and say that that doesn't make sense except for God, except for the Holy Spirit. In the same way, I'm sure people were like three thousand people baptized in one day. Only and only God. <laughs> How does that even happen? You know, um, just like at Pentecost. You know, the the miracles and the the signs and wonders that were done by the apostles in the early church. That, that pointed people to God. It wasn't the end. The end isn't the healing. The end isn't, isn't the miracles and all of this. The end is, is intimacy with God. But that, that's our end goal. Um, but, that, but that the Holy Spirit is meant to be that bridge. And that if we don't have a, a hunger or pray to the Holy Spirit as a regular part of our lives, my prayer is that this podcast series will have inspired you to begin to do that. Not just during the Pentecost novena, which is a nice formal time to do it, but every day of our lives, every day we can be asking for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And I just sense that the Holy Spirit is calling me to just encourage everyone who's listening to not be afraid to ask and believe for more. I think at least how I grew up um, in this environment where you, in in a family, you just didn't ever want to ask for too much. You just were kind of trained socially, at least for me, to, to just be happy with what you had. You didn't want to ask for too much. You want to expect too much. You just wanted to be grateful. And I think that's a good thing, generally speaking. But when it comes to our lives and especially these fruits of the Spirit that are meant to be our, our regular experience, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. These are the things that we all need daily and are, are meant to be ours. That if these things are not 
uh, generally a part of our lives. These are the fruits of the Spirit that we need to be asking for and hungry for and opening our hearts to receive from God. It's not wrong to ask for more. It's not selfish. It's not greedy. And I know it maybe sounds silly talking about it in this context, but I do think there's something about it's our natural tendency, even within our spiritual lives, to just be, just be happy, just be satisfied, just settle. I mean, we wouldn't say settle. We would just say, I'm just, I'm just satisfied. It's good enough. But I think when we look at how our lives compare to the lives of the saints, to the lives of the apostles, you know, we, Jesus said, greater things than these will you do. And and I, I really believe that we can sometimes even be tempted to say, well, that's we've got the priests and the religious, and, and they're the ones who are are going to do those things, and I'll pray for them, and I'll support them with our my money and and everything. And I know the you know the Second Vatican Council and, and all of these things that have been trying to encourage us lay people to to recognize our role and that we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be hungry and asking for that power because the culture and the world changes from the family. You know, the root of our society, the foundation of our society is the family. And we need to be praying for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, for the grace of the Holy Spirit, for families that are filled with those fruits of the Spirit, not because we are just so smart and have read all the right books and have done all the classes and do all the things and all that. I mean, those things can be fine. But if we haven't founded our families on which are our little domestic churches, right, on on the, the gifts and the, and the power of the Holy Spirit, like the, the actual church, you know, the birth of the church is Pentecost. Our families need to be rooted in the Holy Spirit. And that's something we need to intentionally seek and ask for. And so that's my prayer for everyone listening here. We're, we'll be wrapping up this series and the novena tomorrow and a really special episode with Father Ignatius Mazanowski, who um, has written a beautiful prayer for you guys. And we'll just be continuing this conversation tomorrow. But I did just want to be able to share a bit of my heart and just the the reason behind this series and just how much I hunger for you to have a personal encounter with the love of God through the power of the Holy Spirit as he comes and just fills you with all those beautiful fruits, fills you with, fills you, I mean, it fills you to that place where maybe some of that emptiness or meaninglessness or different things that, that can plague us can be, begin to be lifted and, and you can begin to just feel, feel and experience this deep love of God that transforms your life. Because it is in that transformation that we really become that light that we're meant to be in the world today, in this world where there's just so much pain, there's so much brokenness. And I mean, we have to ask ourselves, if somebody who didn't know Jesus looked at my life, would they be compelled to become Christian? Would they feel like following Jesus makes a difference, that it's actually good news? And well, until it becomes actually really good news for us, I think here and now, to not be afraid to experience more of that goodness of God here and now, not just knowing that it's yours in heaven, but that God wants you to experience that here on earth and be a light, that it is the power of the Holy Spirit that enables that to happen. And so I pray that that this series has cultivated a deep hunger, a holy hunger in you for more of God, and that you just wrap up this novena 
just seeking and asking and not being afraid and expecting that God is going to respond to your prayer in a way that is just going to be so beautiful and so transformative for you and to help you fulfill the mission that he really has for your life. So thank you so much for for being part of this, for praying with me and know that I will continue to be praying for you and, and just hoping to bring you more and more episodes that just help you grow and cultivate that intimacy with God that, that brings transformation in your life. So thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful day.